coming at you from Pro Wrestling's Mecca, New York City. It's the Pro Wrestling Melee Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Melee Podcast with your boys, Angel and Sweet Meat Baby Lou. How you doing, Baby G? We're doing good. We're doing tired, but we're doing... We're doing tired. That's right. We're doing it, doing it, doing it tired. Take that, y'all. This episode is a very brief yet fun episode for us to review, share our feelings about the 2024 installment of the Elimination Chamber. Uh, We dropped some Elimination Chamber history in our previous episode. Don't forget to go check that out. We had given our picks and we shared our musings about the history of the chamber and let me tell you something i'm going to do a callback right now from that episode an episode we recorded a mere two days ago and you want to know what that is what's that the elimination chamber means nothing unless a prime storyline is driving the match yes Yes, thank you. You yeah. really you drove that home like a, a Mark McGuire steroid fueled swing. I swung wow. that like Mark Wahlberg with Filipinos. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, that was an interesting way to take it. But let's let's face it: these elimination chamber matches are so boring without a reason to be there. Think about it, everyone. It's two thousand and two. You have Tostitos pizza, Totino's pizza rolls in the microwave, right? You, you have your Yoo-Hoo all queued up or your Mountain Dew. Either one is a sublime pick. And you are ready to watch Survivor Series 2002. You hear Saliva's song always coming on. And you see how all just the interconnectivity of the six men who are after one prize. And that prize was at that time the World Heavyweight Championship held by Triple H. And, and that video just ends with, I, f- I forget the lead singer of Saliva, but it's just that always, it was, it was so perfect. Chef's Kiss, Spice Bay, uh, it was a Salt Bay, sprinkling, you know, whatever on the steak. He did baggery that he always did. Yeah, and... That was not these two elimination chambers. And I'd first like to really begin by apologizing for the people, uh, to the people of Australia. Y'all, y'all got fucked. Y'all got fucked real good. Nice and good scene lube. The sheer fact that there are reports coming out that Roman Reigns merch completely sold out and that motherfucker wasn't even on the show is wild. Is wild. Better yet, did you see the footage someone recorded of Finn Balor at the beach in Australia? No, I haven't, no. So uh, someone's recording an interaction that Finn has on the beach with a fan, and the, and the fan's being super cordial, and Finn, again, I've met him in person very briefly at a signing, really sweet guy, he comes off very genuine, no, no you know, douchebaggery about him, and you can see Tyler Bates also in the shot, and Seth Rollins, you know, these guys are enjoying a beach day. So this may have been a few days before the event. And the guy you know, on video asks, hey, is Rock going to be there? And Finn goes, no, no, he's a lazy fuck. You know, and then you know, the guy asks also about Roman, and Finn's like, no, they're not here. And you, you get this feeling that 
even going into the card, the Australian audience was very antsy about what had already been announced, which is actually all they got. Isn't that wild? They got two chamber matches, a tag team title match, and Rhea closing out the show in a match that I'm going to just let you completely speak on because you have thoughts. Yeah, I do. You want me to um, do it now? You want to go from the no, 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 no. I, I listen. Nobody closes a show like you, and I want you to save it for there, because it's not going to take too much to talk about these matches. But first, I mean, off, it wasn't much of a, it wasn't much of a card to begin with. But some people, was, if they consider it to be a solid match, I'm like, I don't know what fucking first thing off, you watching. First off, if you're going by the nature of selling out a massive, gorgeous stadium like that. First off, kudos to the people of Western Australia. What a stadium. That thing is gorgeous. You guys, no wonder you guys have hosted rugby world championships and, and soccer matches there. Like, just kudos to you. That, that is an achievement of architecture. It is a beautiful, beautiful uh, venue you have there. For four matches and for that stadium to be jam-packed over 50,000 people in attendance... And, and seeing where at, at ringside level, all the way to the back row, where you're pretty much just watching a TV screen, I, I pray that those seats were like 20, 30 bucks. That it's like, you're not, and you know they weren't. You know that that was like serious no, bread. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they wasted, they, for me, my whole issue with that is like, I'm pretty sure a lot of money got put into that card. And the fact that like, <sighs> it's not, it wasn't what it was, it wasn't what they wanted it to be. I think is like the shitty part about it. First off, that venue proves to me unequivocally WWE's got to really stop trying to do these massive stadium shows because the way they build the big structure to go over the ring, where, why would you even want a nosebleed seat to say you were there? It's not worth it. Like just visually wrestling's not meant for that. Not Ooh, it's it's hard. It's it's really hard because I feel bad for that audience. And then they get the matches they got. So let me speak to it. Did what was what is the biggest glaring thing about the two chamber matches that you think I have an issue with? That I think you have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them was it was too much pod work. I think that'll be one that you. That's made one more. too much pod work. The only pod work I enjoyed all night was L.A. Styles. Uh, L.A. Styles. L.A. Knight. Man, I'm having a lot of mouth fumbles today. L.A. Knight banging McIntyre's face here and there. That was all I enjoyed. Uh, but what do you think is, like, A number one on my shit list of these chamber matches? Um, for this one? For this event. The whole event. Those two chamber matches. They both committed a massive cardinal sin for me it was you we mentioned the 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 pod um i want to say i want to say for you it would have bothered you would have been i'm really thinking about it right now shit you want me to just tell you no oh well i'll give you so uh God. Already, you know, number two will be the fact that there was really no storyline that flowed through any of the matches. Oh, right there. other than other than these people trying to earn title shots, I see no point to have these matches. What do you think was number one? 
But you said the elimination, cha- the limit elimination chamber ones. Yes. Was it? Was it the? Was it? Well, it wasn't the winner because you had Becky Lynch winning. So I, I had I, both of my picks to win actually won Becky and Drew. So so it wasn't that. Um, no. no rock. Is that what bothered you? No, the length of time. How is it that we had two one hour cha- two one hour ish chamber matches? Can someone fucking explain that to me? We knew that was gonna happen though. No, but that's disgusting. That that is fucking disgusting to me. That these matches, the women's match officially is listed at 32 minutes and 15 seconds, which we both know with entrances was really 45 to 50 minutes. The men's was a 36 minute chamber, also another 50 minutes. You take the fact that there's commercial time in between. You take the fact that the Grayson Waller effect segment was 22 fucking minutes. What the fuck, dude? How god-awful was that? How long was the Kabuki Warriors match? Like what? The pre-show match, uh, short, a little bit under nine minutes. Which should have never happened, by the way. That match should have never even happened to begin with. I would have just put it on the show. Yeah, it would have at least made the show worth it. I would have just put it on the show. It was to a point where I was like, I'm like in my head, like, I wonder if, if you really regret, 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 one of my fucking Barbara Walters, if you really regret that, like, there was no um, Andre the Giant style match. No, I, I couldn't have taken another multi person match. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't. Why? Uh, okay. So so let me tackle, let's do this in order. Let's tackle the women's chamber match. To me, my biggest highlight was just how over Tiffany Stratton got out of nowhere. How, how did you feel with that? It was, I, I, I think she's like the, the first woman's wrestler in this current NXT era. And I'm not, I, don't, I mean like after Rhea and everything. Like Rhea, Rhea's been a mid card for like several years now. That people were like, I like her. <laughs> I like yeah. her. There's yeah. been plenty of NXT girls that came up that people go like, "Who the fuck is this? I don't know who this is." But this is the first time they were like, "Yeah, I like this chick. She's pretty good." And and you know what? Her gymnastics background played in super well. Her ability to do that cartwheel into the Alabama slam, fantastic. Um, watching this with my son, he really took to the fact that she could do. The uh, handstand, springboard, flipping um, back elbows. She's not the first person to ever do it. But my son, you know, to him she is, and he was impressed by that. He was impressed by her. In in his eyes. Well, I think in the eyes of a lot of men, she's very impressed. Well, in his eyes, he's like, this is, he's like, this is incredible. Yes, yes. In his eyes, he's like, what an athlete. Um... You know, the fact that she has a really great looking moonsault. My, again, to me, chamber matches, Hell in a Cell, you need a reason to do them. I think it's a systemic issue in professional wrestling that just the term street fight gets thrown around all the time. When I took, when I took my son last year, last summer, to WWE's uh, house show in White Plains, New York. Cody and, and that was around the time Cody selling the broken arm angle from Brock Lesnar. Cody and Finn Balor had a street fight 
and I was like, okay, it's just it's it's stupidity, it's it's weapons. But I was happy to see Cody, right? And I was also happy to see Finn. The fact that those two work so well, I mean, I'll watch that match all day, every day. I would have preferred it be a regular match. The fact that for this upcoming week of SmackDown, we have an announced street fight, Carlito and Santos Escobar. It kind of means less to me when I want to see a street fight. That's Cactus Jack. And I'm saying within the confines of WWE, right? Because I feel like street fights are just dead in the water in WWE the way Texas death matches are dead in the water at AEW. I think one of the best street fights out there was, was Eddie. I think to me the last one was Eddie Cena. I, I, was, was, getting, I was getting to there, and I'm so happy you said that. So for me, the first street fight I loved in WWE, Cactus Jack, Triple H, Royal Rumble 2000. And then you hit the nail on the head. To me, my premier street fight, because again, I'm such a... I'm a, such a historical SmackDown guy, and I'm such a big Eddie Guerrero fan. Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, because they had the whole different aesthetic of having cars around them, and there were other wrestlers there. You know what? Every time somebody wants to go look on social media about people jumping other people out in the open, there's always people watching. Just like when you want to run up on Cam Newton at an event in Atlanta, Georgia. Am I right? You're right. When you're right, you're right. See, and I have to thank Lewis for that one because he sent that to me. I can't take credit for that. Lewis is like, these fools tried to go after this man. And this man grabbed him by the neck like, how dare you, young man? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you could look that up on X or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, people wanted to jump Cam Newton, former NFL player, out in open daylight. Well, guess what? That's one of the reasons why I love Eddie Guerrero versus John Cena so much. Because that's what a street fight really is. You have a bunch of people who are either recording it, egging this shit on, like, yeah, you know, they're cheering on, or people maybe want to be stupid enough to try to break up a street fight. I don't know why. Um, it's just best to walk away. People, but, you also realize, are no, no longer going to be payroll. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what a great point. But, but, like, to me, those two street fights are the only street fights in WWE history that I've ever enjoyed. You know, I'm not going to count HBK versus Triple H in that unsanctioned match because it's an unsanctioned match. It doesn't fall under the title street fight. But to me, those two are street fights. And, you know, it's wasted. And getting back to my original point, you waste Hell in a Cell. You waste the Elimination Chamber if you do not have a very blood feud-esque rivalry going into it. If I were to ask you right now, Lou, what was the last meaningful Hell in a Cell match? What would you say it was? To me, am I honestly, 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 if we're mm-hmm. being like super duper honest, mm-hmm. meaningful one, Hunter Undertaker mm-hmm. at that one Hell in a Cell match that we thought was Wrestle- WrestleMania 28, the end of an era match. I that I think that was the my that thing that was the last one to me. That should have been Triple H's retire. I'm mean, sorry, that should have been Taker's retirement match. Hunter. Yeah. Well, we got we got I mean, technically Hunter didn't really have other good ones after that. I think he should have also retired there too. Um actually is that the lot? Yeah, God. Yeah, well, that is what that is. But you know, no other Hell in a Cell match has mattered since then. They just haven't. They haven't had 
the necessity to be enclosed in such a structure and endure brutality. And, and this is the thing. It's like, let's not pretend like at a certain point, wrestling is supposed to push the edge of brutality in that way. I'm not talking about hardcore matches and matches where people bleed for no reason and there's blood and guts everywhere. And, you know, th those are the things that I think AEW and TNA historically have done wrong based on, you know, the, the visceral reactions that ECW used to get. I want to move away from that type of wrestling. It's not the type of wrestling I enjoy. To me, you put two guys in a cage and don't even bring out weapons. Let, let a man's fist be the thing that draws out somebody's blood. You know, th there's a reason why Taker and Hell in a Cell is, is an amazing get. And the only Hell in a Cell match at Taker's I never really liked was him and Edge. Yeah, because yeah. Too many weapons. It was, they, and I get it, Edge needed that stuff. Yeah. You know, like, and, I mean, that's the thing, though. I rolled my eyes at that Hell in a Cell match when Edge you know, is kind of turning it into a TLC type of thing. And by the way, kudos to Jim Ross on that call. Because he was like, Edge is smart. He's trying to move this match away from what Undertaker excels at. And in that respect, I get it. But it still doesn't work for me. And the same thing goes with a chamber. I need every guy in there going in there with the purpose uh, or, or all sharing the same idea of why they're in there. And to me, I just didn't get the feeling that they were all in there with the goal of I want to be a world champion and this is my last chance and the only guy who brought it to me in that match was the guy who won everything Drew McIntyre has said and done leading into that match made me really think yeah there's no way he can't win because he's so locked in if he doesn't win then it's not natural because i feel he's the only guy with an emotional investment my son laughed at how funny kevin owens was you know banging his head in in the pod you know when when logan paul got close or doing the the little punches to mcintyre from the other side do you want to what, what do you think i thought it's stupid I, I you wish it was double playing and you thought he broke his hand I wish he shattered his. He would have shattered his fucking hand. And I that love was, Kevin Owens. To me, it was stupid. That mean that first off, you're you're implying that like this this dome that's meant to keep you in is is not good enough because that means you can damage your opponent from the outside, even if it's mm -hmm. small. Like that didn't make any sense to me. It's like I was like the headbutt thing was okay. That's your thing. You do headbutts, whatever. You cracked open Vince McMahon before with it. It's whatever. But that none of it made sense. It's like, dude, you have hands. You have hands and feet. You, literally, one of your moves is the, is the tumble into people in the corner. Let's not forget about so, that. So I'm going to share a personal story that I've never shared with anybody. And he had buddies, you are ROH. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to share a personal story I've never shared with anybody. And this is one of the reasons why I hate the chamber pods. Mm -hmm. And I've legit never told anyone this. I kind of kept it to myself because I don't know how you work this story in a conversation. And this is not wrestling related, but it'll explain how I think about chamber pods. Lou, what is one thing you can say about MTA bus windows? What can I say about them? Very fucking about, sturdy. Very, very sturdy. fucking sturdy. The public buses of New York City, the MTA buses, those windows are sturdy. And I'm going to tell you how sturdy they are. So I used to work uh, at a hospital in the Wakefield area of the Bronx. 
And this was at a time where I was still living there before I got married. And I used to take multiple buses and the bus I would, the first bus I would take, and this is me working the graveyard shift. So I would work midnight to 8 a.m. And the first bus I would take um, leaving the job would go through the Laconia area of the Bronx. Are you familiar with it? Yes. Okay. So you know the, the housing projects that are there? Yes. Okay. So as the bus is turning through the projects area, someone fired a BB gun right at the window that I was sitting next to, right around my head. What do you think? What? I I was about to say, like, they're trying to assassinate you, and I don't don't approve, I don't appreciate this. Yes. So this is, and I've never, I never told my wife this. Um, I never told any family this. What do you think happened with that BB gun pellet? Oh, it, it hit it and it fell off. It didn't even crack. It just... We're like, eh. One, 100%. I'm sitting there. I'm reading a book. I'm, and, and here's the thing. Real New Yorkers would tell you when you sit on the bus, you're not trying to have your head by the glass. You're trying to have it by the black dividers in between the glass where the strip to ask the bus oh, yeah. to stop is. So I have my head tilted back there as I'm reading, right? Because I'm not a fool. Like, born and raised in the Bronx, I know... I, I may not come off as the most streetwise person, but I know how to scan an area, evaluate everything. Like, I at least know the best defensive things about growing up in a rough neighborhood. Dude, when I tell you the bus driver stopped that bus, came to the back, looked at the glass, he was like, did you see who did it? I'm like, sir, I did not. Thank God my head was tilted backward. And he saw... From he saw the the it wasn't even a hole. He saw the indent that the BB made into the glass, and where it fell out, and the fact that it didn't penetrate the glass. To me, if you are building this elimination chamber, by the way, I do not want to gloss over the point. Thank you for being upset that somebody tried to do that to me. I don't want to gloss over that point. You a real one, my guy. Um, to me, if your elimination chamber pod doesn't have that type of glass then it's just a bullshit structure i'm sorry i'm sorry i was telling you how impressed i was every time wwe releases the video of all these you know people looking like they're building up the chamber and i'm starting to really feel like this new chamber isn't made out of the same shit the last the old chamber was like i i'm i'm just starting to question I'm starting to think that those chains are not 100% steel. And I'm getting really angry. That, 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 makes, that makes you angry? Yes. Like, literally, to me, I, I want the wrestlers to be safe. That is why I don't want cheap plastic or whatever, you know, stupid materials they use to build these pods. At least give me, like, stop doing pod work. Stop throwing people into them if they're just going to be bullshit. Because I don't want to be taken out of a chamber match because it doesn't look legit. Like, it's the same way I don't like being taken out of a high-quality wrestling match for a comedy spot. Don't do that. Don't take me out of the fantasy. I'm sorry, are you, are you more bothered by the fact I glossed over that somebody tried to take me out? 
Yeah, I'm a little, a little upset about that. <laughs> Why? Because it's, it's, you know what it is? It, for me, I, I've always lived in this. I've always, I'm, I've been from the hood since day one, no matter what. And I understand sometimes street justice takes place and things, and you know, I've always had a thing of, if something happens nine times out of 10, we, we shouldn't ask about what happened because it was for good. Something happened for that. There's always like a cause and effect. I always lived my life the way that like Full, full Metal Alchemist did. It was like for every action, there's a reaction and that's just how it is. Like that's just how it's going to be. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. It bothered me because it's like it would not shock me that like you were just on the bus reading a book and they were like, this man is reading. Like, you know, and like that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty much what it is that bothers me so much about it because it's, it's you can't even just enjoy a book on the bus. First off, living in New York City is already a piece of shit to begin with. And knowing that, like, I can't just at least read my book in, in peace. I can't just at least, like, enjoy myself. That bothers me. That bothers me more than, like, AEW booking. But, like, it's... it's uh, by the way, this, this happened back in, like, 2012, 2013. Yeah, so it was... I don't know, man. Like, you you know, know, we're, we're 10 years removed... 10 plus years removed from it. But, but that's my thing. It's, like... I have... The, the things about wrestling that I have a personal connection to, fun moments, fun memories, I don't like when they get somewhat tarnished. You know, I have, again, I'll always share, anybody wants to ask, my fond memory of the one time uh, I took my goddaughter to meet Cody and he was so sweet to her. I'll never stop raving about that. I'll never stop raving about the time that Finn Balor came to do a signing at the old Toys R Us in the... Uh, co-op city area of the Bronx come to find and I was one of the first people online right I was like number four online and come to find out he was a little late but then when I left my people who I knew were at the way back were like yeah he stayed an extra hour to make sure everyone got an autograph I'm like what a guy like that's the kind of shit I love my attachment to the elimination chamber match is one when you lose the story when you lose the reason for being let's face it As much as I am a massive fan and supporter of Bianca Belair, I feel like that chamber did no favors to her. I feel it exposed the the things she does that she repeats over and over. I, I did a little drinking game of every time she raised her hand up to tell somebody, get up, or she'd, you know, wave her fingers at them, like, come over here. You know how many shots I had because of that? You were inebriated for three months. Let's just say that that sequence she did when she first entered the chamber, I was already good. I was already nice. You were <laughs> on the machine. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never Burke Kreischer. Let me tell you this right now. Um, but I did that because I left my son at my mom's house. So I was like alone on Saturday, having a good time by myself. My wife and my baby girl are sleeping. So I was like, all right, good. I'm alone in the living room. Let's have some fun. I crack open my, my new bottle of Four Roses, mix it with some uh, lemon iced tea. But then when she started doing that, I'm like, all right, drinking game. And, and I love Bianca. I think Swiss Army Knife, that's the biggest compliment I could ever give to a pro wrestler. You can do it all, you know, the same way Randy Savage did. And, and, that, and Bret Hart, that was my hallmark. You know, I'm not saying Bret Hart's the best high flyer, but when Bret Hart wanted to get on the top rope, it meant something. Yeah, that, that elbow, that, that little double tap elbow, he'll do like... Eh. 
that's the my form, guy. The form for the that, mid rope, the form for and, the and, and, and and he did it from the middle rope, and that's my guy. That's my guy. He only <laughs> went to the top rope for a superplex, and that had to mean something, mm-hmm. you know. And and only against his brother too, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and and Naomi outside of outside of her doing those really impressive split leg drops. What what purpose did this match serve? It got Tiffany Stratton over. I I feel like Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, you know, did she even need to be there? I'm I'm glad she got the opportunity. Don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on anybody's opportunity to be there. I'm saying what was the purpose? If I was somebody in in Australia living there having paid for a ticket, they would have had to kick me out in the first 15 minutes. Because I would have just cussed this entire show out. I think the only time you're ever you're ever ever okay with like a wrestler not not they're not being a story in elimination chamber is on last week's episode, right? We talked about how wrestling has gotten much weaker when you compare everything. But like yeah. when you do like a hell in a cell style, like everyone's in the ring. If you had like a like if we're talking about like all around, like could you imagine like Rhea Rip Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly and Victoria in one chamber. No story. Winner gets the belt. That would be like, oh my god, because you know they're about to go to town with this. But when it's like, we know you're not. We, LA, we right. know you're not winning. Right. No, it, it, you, you said it perfectly. Like, it's when always okay when there's no story, but there has to be like the best of the best has to be out there. When like, you put the best of the best in there and their singular mindset is I am walking out of this fucking cage with the belt, then I love that. I feel the only, like, going at, it, let's completely rebook this and take a different mindset. The only way these Australian fans would have gotten their money's worth is if Io Shirai had to defend the WWE Championship in that chamber against Asuka, Kyrie, um, if it was just a damage control chamber. Right? Because then you have all that tension built in. The only way the men could have had a meaningful chamber match, and this is no offense to Seth Rollins, but could you imagine? Because you and I joked in the last episode, Roman Reigns has only been in one chamber his entire career. And throughout this historic over 1,200-day title run, he has never defended his championship in the chamber. This would have been the moment to present a clear and present danger. You see how I used the movie title there? Yes. Present a true danger to Roman Reigns. Roman, you are going to defend your undisputed championship against all the men you have wronged on your way to this, Drew McIntyre. Jey Uso. This is where you throw in Kevin Owens and it means something. You, you, what, what were you going to say? I was like, not not only do that, but also also introduce like, um, Hunter into it to be a reason why I'd be like this. You know what, Rock, since you want to ruin Mania for me and you want to ruin how things work and how we've done it this whole time. Roman, you 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 may have to face the winner of the Rumble at Mania, but you're gonna face who I tell you to face that Elimination Chamber. Then exactly. it's like, then it's like cool. It's like there's a story to it, but then it's like mm-hmm. this is not bad. Exactly, exactly. And you say, well, hey, Roman, you're you know you screwed LA Knight. 
at the Royal Rumble, you get LA Knight and Sami Zayn. You may be on the biggest losing streak of your career. You may feel low. We're going to give you one more crack at Roman. And you could have built it in a way where Sami just immediately fires up. He's like, wait a minute, despite all my recent shortcomings, I can make all of my failures go away. Make it the most human thing, right? Every day we grind as people. We have our ups, we have our downs, our peaks and our valleys. And to say that that one success could change your whole life, that could have been Sammy's narrative going into a chamber. And voila, this is the elimination chamber where Roman Reigns must atone for all the times he has screwed people over. You could have put Randy Orton in this chamber, right? Randy's whole reason for signing with SmackDown was he wanted Roman Reigns. Look at how that completely went away after Royal Rumble. Wasn't Randy's whole mission for like, I'm on SmackDown is Roman, I'm coming for you? Where did that go? Well, also, well, he, he has to get some more, more adage to it, right? The whole point of the match would be like, so nobody can interfere on in this match. To ensure no one interferes in the match, Solo and Jimmy, you're going to take a break. You're not going to go to Perf with us. And if you're at Perf, you'll be facing a, a suspension from it, right? Like, go full on to it. Because you know what that does? Because if Roman wins cleanly, even if it's just be, pinning one person, it wouldn't make a difference because it's like he could sit here, imagine the, the Monday or the Tuesday following Elimination Chamber. I just proved my point. I just, you, just, you putting me with all the people that lost to me just means that I beat all of you at the same time. He, like, he like, beat the entire loser bracket. Remember, that's yeah. what he kept calling the Raw yeah, show. He's like this. So all you, really do, all you really did was just prove my point. Like if he, if, even if he like did some weak, like Wisley thing where he, like, he only gets one, one elimination, right? Because you know, just it like he did the last time he was in the chamber. He only has to pin the one guy. Braun yep. Strowman did all that work in that previous chamber that Roman was in. And you're 100% right. That's exactly how you present it. That Roman somehow drew number six or number five and just had to not get pinned. Yeah, he didn't he did somehow. He, he like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like got number six. Like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, exactly. That could have oh, been the way. Pod is, my pod is busted. I'm sorry. Like, no, but, but think about it. That could have been the perfect way Rock could have influenced that match. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That in that way, you craft an elimination chamber that you're just like, wow, there's some real emotion here. And you give guys spots and moments where, you know what, some guys get stupid in the, uh, in the chamber and they're pulling each other off of Roman trying to pin him and, and missing the complete point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Roman's title reign could mean so much more that five men who have been hunting him get so stupid about pinning him that their arrogance and ego is why he wins. You know, it, you, you, know you want to know what it is? I, I got what? the perfect comic book reference. What's that? The Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. That'll be, yeah. yeah. Which of these fucking idiots wants to be the one to take down Spider-Man and in the end they, they cause their own issue? And, and instead, and again... If you are an Australian, or if you were just a WWE fan who felt like this show was a massive waste of your life, I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. I'm with you. I am with you. Because n n the women's chamber did nothing for me. By the way, what a horrible finish. 
We're gonna have a 30 minute match, but the last two eliminations come within 10 seconds of each other. What the fuck is that? I will tell you this much, I was not expecting Liv Morgan to show up the way she did. That was yeah, a little like, yeah. You and I had two completely different people getting the most eliminations, and it was Lib who got two. Technically, it was Lib who got two. I don't know. I don't know. To me, this is Becky Lynch doing it the Roman Reigns way. I just have to pin the last person. Which is what she me did. And, I, and, I, and real quick, what I will say, something that got me very upset was people were sitting here saying, like, of course she won the elimination chamber, this, that, and the third. But it's like, do you remember her last title reign? Her last title ring wasn't within like the last six months. Like it was like yeah, oh, yeah. But I, I'm 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 not gonna crucify the people who say of course because remember, WWE programming has been driving us to that point. You know, every, every press conference, you know, the WrestleMania 40 kickoff. Who comes out to interrupt Rhea? It's it's Becky. You know, it's Becky being positioned because we know this is going to be Rhea beating her. It's that another notch in, in Rhea's story of, hey, I've taken down the two premier women of this division, and it makes it richer for when Bianca wants to be like, well, I took out the other two horsewomen. That's WrestleMania 41 right there. Those two will clash at WrestleMania 41, and that's great, and it's good, and, and we can be happy with that. But the women's chamber, not so good. How would you feel about the men's tag team match? Oh, my God. First off, it took me like three days to remember that their name was like Catch Weight or whatever the whatever the hell the name was. Their name me- wasn't that. Remember, in in they in Prestige Wrestling and as a Prestige, no, in Progress Wrestling, they were they were uh, Mustache Mountain. They were Mustache Mountain, but I'm saying like their new name now is like the Catch Weight or whatever the yeah like- the new cat the new Catch Republic, which immediately. Yeah. I'm- Bro, like, like, I was over here, like, I'm like, oh, they're Mustache Martin, but I forgot their name. They have a new, they're like, oh, just name. I'm like, no, but that's not their name anymore. I, I can't say that. Yeah. I can't say Mustache because it's not them. Like, damn it, I don't remember the <laughs> Yeah, we should, we, we should open an apparel store and call it New Catch Republic. New Catch Republic? <laughs> just, we only get the slimmest of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the baggiest of clothes. <laughs> Our shirts come in extra, extra small and extra small, not even small. Man, I am jealous of that one company that called themselves Rags because you're like really lowering the bar in your product quality. What's your name? Rags. Hey, hey, they're honest at least. I'll take an honest business. They had, they over. had, some, they had some amazing socks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what do you think about this tag match? Um, I I think that's the perfect place to leave off. It was um. Yeah, it was. You know, it was. It was. The problem with Saudi, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something right now, right? The reason why I never really care about crown jewel matches in Saudi Arabia is because it's just, it's just a glorified house show. We know who's going to win. It's whatever. But that's show, right? what this was with two chamber matches. This was a glorified house show. Yeah, but the thing is, at least they got a chamber match. Out of it. Like, like the thing well, is, the, with, well, the last elimination chamber card was in Saudi Arabia. With this one was. You knew no, you knew nothing major was going to win because WrestleMania is around the corner. I'm That's sorry, what, two chamber matches ago was in Saudi Arabia. I want to be accurate. And then, um, what I'm trying to say is like with Mania being around the corner, you know they're not going to do any big changes. You know they're not going to do anything on anything major. Like, to, I'm, I'm I'm not saying you needed big changes. What I am saying is, I don't want big changes. I just wanted like valid story. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead I, of I want tag, I want of, that. Yeah. Instead of a tag match, I would have liked the winner gets 
the the Judgment Day Mania. And no, then no, no, because we know it's oh, okay. I see, I see where you're going there. Um, I you can't wish... just be like, I challenge you a Mania for the titles, like, bro. There's like eight of the tag teams ahead of you. Like, what do you? I I would like to believe that fan WWE wrestling fan bases around the world get rewarded for their fandom. And this was WWE's opportunity to give a real love letter, like leave a nice little love note to Australia. Like, hey, we don't come here as often, but damn it, we appreciate you guys. And we acknowledge that we have so many of our roster now that come from this region and mean so much to us. We want to give you the very best we can give you. Because I'm going to tell you this right now, they're not going to do this to France at Backlash. No, no, no. There's no way in hell, and you know what? I'll go as far. They're not going to do this to Germany at the Bash in Berlin. Shit, they didn't even do it uh, to Wales at, at uh, you know McIntyre versus Roman Reigns Clash at the Castle. That show was pretty fucking good. Well, so, Puerto Ricans, so, dude, Backlash in Puerto Rico, the hottest show, and it had a, a pop star, a Latin pop star, beat Damian Priest in the main event, and no one gave a shit because it was a solid fucking show. Angelina Vega looked strong in that in her match against Rhea. She looked strong. Cody Rhodes beat Brock Lesnar with a roll-up. There were other strong matches. Like, no one can really poke a hole in that card. But this card, oh my God, I would I would be furious. I would you know be absolutely is, furious. Is, is, a, is a friend of mine's at work. Um, he was saying that, like, oh, but it was a pretty good card. And I'm like, it really wasn't. And then I was trying to figure out like why he felt it was a good card. And I realized while we were conversating. He's never heard of who Jeff Cobb was. And that in itself made me realize I can never take anything you ever say of wrestling a value to not know yeah. who Jeff Cobb is. And that's, he was like, well, how am I I'm like this. If you know Kenny Omega, you have to know Jeff Cobb. Yeah. If you know Finn Balor, you have, if you know Samoa Joe, you have to know Finn, like Jeff Cobb. You can't say you watch AEW and you don't know who Jeff Cobb is. So for me, it's like you could sit here and say there are, there are moments in the match that were good and entertaining and fun. And that's going to happen to every wrestling. So like no show is ever like a, a zero for zero. It's, it's impossible to ever have like a negative show ever. And if you mm -hmm. ever have a negative show, I'm sorry, like that happened to you, but like, it's almost impossible to have like a negative show, but to sit here and pretend like this is a good show. It, it wasn't a good show. It wasn't a show considering what was taking place at the show. I agree. And I, and I get it that like, you know, you don't have no punk. They're kind of like last second, like, there's no Punk, there's no Brock, like, you know, they're very, very short considering what took place with, you know, with the text message and everything like that. But you have so much of a stacked roster that, like, you couldn't do, like, instead of doing one for, like, what happened with this one, you couldn't bring in, like, some NXT guys in there. You couldn't bring some, like, you know, like, like, I get, like, Bobby Lashley wasn't supposed to be in there in the first place, but it's like, you still couldn't give the, Br Bronson Reed his chance. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that the fact that my man's being penalized because his baby was born. Like I can't. That that I, that that does not. No, sit no, well. no, no. He he wasn't penalized. I, I I think it was his decision to stay back because his son was recent. His child. I'm I'm. I don't know. I, I think somewhere he had a son, but his child was recently born. He was sharing on social media that it was, you know, it was. It's just the nature of the timing, and that he was so proud to be a father. Because I think. A lot of people were questioning, well, you know, they took Indy Hartwell and she had a match on the pre-show, you know, so why not take Bronson Reed? And I think he was trying to reassure people. The thing is with Bronson Reed, right? Like, first off, can I, I'm going to say something you don't like. I get the thing, I get he's like one of the biggest things out there. 
but I feel like he needs to get a new gimmick eventually. I, I, he, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, like, of late, he, he's not hitting for me anymore. It's just, it's just so, not hitting for me anymore. So, and you're, you're not the first person to say that to me. And Jim Cornette has, on his podcast, even brought up the nature of, like, you know, the, this guy, they show him, they don't show him, right? It's, it's very erratic booking. I agree with you. They need to do something different with him. I just don't want him to go away because he's never technically around long enough for it to be something big. I think I think Bronson needs to do something of consequence in WWE. He needs to roy either royally destroy uh one of the top guys or he needs to royally screw someone out of a out of some grand opportunity. Like he, he needs to do something where people go, holy shit, why did he do that? Like that's, that's nuts. Um, I just don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't think there's any wrestler who needs him as an enforcer. They try to do it with the Miz, but Miz, I mean, nobody ever really buys Miz needing an enforcer. Miz just usually a-holes his way out of things. And there's no... That's the thing. It's like, do you really want to make Bronson Reed a second? I, I have an idea, but it would involve Bronson Reed being a babyface. But it would create a situation where everybody would be like, okay, so no one's beating these guys. And that is, you could pair Bronson Reed up with Braun Breaker. But what name would you give them? No, at this point, at this point, you have to give Braun Breaker his his Steiner last name. But my whole point is, who the fuck beating those guys? Tell me. I think I, I would have loved it fucking if it was like the Braun Breakers. Yeah. Like, I, to to hell with it. He, like, pay homage to Charles Bronson and just call the tag team Death Wish. Yeah, like that's, I, I, I don't know. That's man. a nice. Just, a, that's a nice '80s reference for people. I don't know. I don't know what it is, bro. But I don't have the same excitement for some of these wrestlers in WWE right now, and that's what bothers me so much. It's like you. The thing for me is this, right? You could sit here, and we can go back to WWE days where everyone had to have a job to be in WWE, the way Vince used to do it, or we can go, or or you can make sure your talent is actually on par. And the thing for me that always bothers me is like we could sit here. You know, all this stuff. I just didn't, I just, honestly speaking, I don't like having to make up fucking mythical storylines. I just don't. I don't like that, you know, yes, good for Indy Hartwell that she had a match, but like, come on, man, you're going to sit here and tell me that fucking Kyrie saying and, and, uh, and uh, Io Shirai is, is I mean, uh, Kyrie saying and, and uh, Asuka is, pre, is, is opening act, like, and you're not going to get, they don't, they don't you're going to sit here and tell me that this, this faction, this all-women's faction group that has been causing nothing but damage. Literally, their name is Damage Control. They, they don't have a storyline for their tag team belts. Everything's revolved. Like, you just you just made the, the tag team belts irrelevant to that extent once the Iconics were, were removed. Like, that's that's the part that bothers me. It's like, you, I get it. You you have all this talent. You feel like all this talent is going to carry you everywhere. I get that. But it's like, you, you, you can't, you cannot not nail the story. And this, and the problem with this chamber is there was no story. That's what, that is what. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> you, I've, I've worked you up into being as mad as I am about the lack of story. But I, but I was mad. But you know, my thing is though, is just like, I can defend not being, oh, look, I can do one or two things. I have, there, there's this guy I watch, right? Who goes camping in Alaska. And he has three simple rules. I can go hungry. 
I can sleep outside and I can be cold, but I can't do three at the same time. I can't do bad wrestling and shitty storylines at the same. I, I just can't. I'm sorry. I know someone out there is gonna be like, oh, but like they're so good. They're so like I'm not saying they're not good, but as long as they can't use their entire repertoire of move sets, as long as like you know, it, it's there's there's for me. There's a difference between like dream booking things like that. Like I would have loved if Roman Reigns was like we just mentioned was forced to be into the chamber. That he was like this. Since you want to dictate how many goes, I'm gonna dictate how the rest of your time to mania. Like yeah, you might pick your opponent, but but I can but you can't pick when you wrestle anymore. Like I can decide that now. Like I would love that because then it would be kind of funny because like that's Hunter basically taking back what um what Vince what 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 happened with Vince with Vince would be like you're gonna do this like Hunter becomes like the new Teddy Long of WWE for some fucking reason I don't know why you're you're in a ladder match against the Undertaker <laughs> like but yeah it's just for me it's just I can't do it man it's it's there's so many openings like I to read. And, I, and we're going to finagle this in. I really don't care how we're going to do it, but we're doing this. To read the article in which it, it you come to find out that, like, they were going to do an injury angle with Cody Rhodes, and that's why The Rock came in. It's like, bullshit. You, like, bull, like, if that was your original take, fuck you. Like, I'm being super, like, fuck you. Like, seriously, go fuck yourself. If that was your original take, fuck you. If your original take was to have Cody Rhodes win and then be injured, what is he, John Cena? How many fucking injuries is he going to come back from? How many fucking injuries does he need to go through? Before, like, come on, man. Like, just give the guy the fucking belt. Either you give him the belt uh, or you don't. Good. You're finally on my side with that, too. Just Excellent. give him the fucking belt. Just give him the belt. Because my, my point of view is, you can sit here and say this. Oh, um, yeah, we're we going to give him the belt after, after SummerSlam. It's like, man, no one gives a fuck about Hulk Hogan, man. Hulk Hogan can't stop lying, man. Fuck Hulk Hogan, man. Yep. Man, fuck that racist, man. We gotta we gotta cut that shit out, bro. Like I'm tired of that shit. Oh, we gotta break break Hogan's record. How about you just fucking eliminate his from the from the record books? You did that with Benoit. So what's the fucking issue now? They've just, done just, it. They've done it with Vince and, and uh Lesnar. You've done it with so many people. You're gonna say and be like, oh no, we can't do like so many fucking well-established people, so many people that have no negative blemishes on their name have been like outside of like one, you go like this, get rid of him. But then fucking Hulk Hogan, who was known to like be in it for himself, to to have who was known to like ruin lockers and things like that. Like, you're gonna sit here and tell me that that like he's okay? You're gonna sit here and bring him for like 2K24 like promotion promotional shit? Like, go oh, fuck yourself, man. Fuck you, man. I, I cannot you know stand that shit. If I wanted to be a real asshole, I'd have been like, this is actually Roman Reigns' fault. Because if he had showed up for WrestleMania 36 for Goldberg, he would have been broken Hogan's. Yeah, like, I mean, it's... You could, you, could you imagine people are going to be like, how dare you say that? He was worried about COVID and his leukemia. And I'm like, I, I get that. I get that. If somebody wanted to be an asshole to Roman, that is exactly what you say. Uh, and you know what's funny? All this burns of me asking you, what'd you think about Judgment Day and Abercrombie Catch Republic? Um... Coming out of that match, I just want to say I hope Finn Balor's thumb is okay. Apparently, if you if you saw it, he really did a number on one of his thumbs. It looked pretty bad. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, and then that takes us to the last two matches, and we don't need to get into it. That men's chamber, again, I said it. That match flowed through Drew McIntyre. He was the only guy who gave you any sense or... Con you know what? No. I'm, I'm going to be fair to Randy Orton. Either Randy Orton sold his ass off for his back 
or Randy Orton needs to become the Undertaker and only show up for WrestleMania. Because either he was doing the greatest selling job on the planet or he really fucked that thing up and how could you ever do the RKO again if falling on your back's a no-no? Oh, by the way, by the way, real quick, by the way. Yeah. I'm getting tired of spot spot setups in the sense of like... Me too. That that whole... um, Liz, Liv Morgan and Raquel, when she was like trying to set up the sunset bomb, I'm like, you, you, you took way too fucking long for that. Takes too long. There, there way were moments long. where people wanted to jump off the top rope in the women's match, uh, and off the pod, and I'm just like, okay, we're losing daylight here. Yeah, like, come on, man, I gotta go to work. Like, I literally had to go to work. That's the crazy. Like, I had to go to work. I'm like, <laughs> all right, come on, let's do this. Move on. <laughs> yeah, but this men's match, I mean, again, Drew did his thing. We had, I guess, two potential WrestleMania matches already set up in the fact that AJ Styles cost LA Knight his moment and the same thing with Logan Paul on Randy Orton. Again, I'm really appreciative of what Randy pulled off in the match. I think I hit the nail on the head with Drew getting the most eliminations. I picked Drew, and he got three. So that was pretty good. I take that. And, you know, Drew winning is, I think, the right move. Because Drew should either beat Seth at Mania, or Drew should fall victim to the fact that Damien's going to cash in and fuck them both. And then we get to the main event. I, I, this is the only thing I'm going to say, and then you take it away before we close this episode. Rhea, I am so glad you got to have this moment in your home country. I, I can only imagine what it means to you. I think the equivalent for me would be to say that I was going to main event a card in Yankee Stadium. I think that'd be the only venue that would matter to me as much as it mattered to you in your home country. Um, kudos. I think you deserved every bit of adulation you got. And I now turn it over the rest of the episode to my co-host. I have spent the better half of, I would like to say, five years, four or five years, breaking down that Nia Jax is lazy, that she, when she cared about her image and her weight, not fat shaming, just being honest, she could be carried easily to a good match, i.e. Charlotte, Bailey at NXT TakeOver, you know, these matches have existed before, right? And for some reason, randomly one day, she just got like really overweight, lazy, couldn't even do a drop, wasn't even doing leg leg drops. She was just doing baseball slides. I'm pretty sure you can remember those days, Angel. Um, If there's anything I hate, is you as a wrestling promotion, as anything, Forcing me to acknowledge something that I didn't want to acknowledge. So it's like, oh, what is this Roman Reigns? No, 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 no. If there's anything in this world that I hate is acknowledging when a bad wrestler was literally the highlight of the show. Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax knew they were the main event and they treated it as such. They were the main event. They came in. They did a hell of a show. There was a nice little butt spot with Rhea Ripley. I think they did that shit on purpose. I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's this point of view of like, great, that was, a, that was a good match. 
Why couldn't you do it with the rest of it? What happened with the rest of the card? What happened? The fact that, and this is the sad thing about this, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax was literally the only match in the entire card that went the amount of time it was supposed to go, which was, what was it, like 10 minutes? 10, 12 minutes? It, 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 that's all it went, right? It didn't go nothing crazy, I will, right? I will chime in very quick. It was under 15. Under so. 15, right? Compared to a 30-minute Elimination Chamber match, right? We're not going to count the Kabuki Warriors because no one was expecting that match to even take place to begin with, so it's whatever. I, I, I think they showed up and was like, we have a match today? I literally think that's what happened. Like, we have a match today? I thought we were just kind of just showing up. Like, And you sit here, and you have the nerve to allow Nia Jax to be the workhorse of the night. Like I mentioned, Rhea is not your fault. You did your, you did your thing, Rhea. You did your thing. I'm proud of you. All of you did your thing. That was a match that, you know, Australia deserved for the fucking $75 million that they offered you, right? But we have to stop pretending like what that 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 it wasn't a house show we have to stop pretending that like storylines matter because they they don't they clearly they don't and i would have rather you have not so elimination chamber i'd rather you have done like some like bullshit pal like fucking you know great balls of fire or something you could you imagine first off great balls of fire in australia considering that they deal with fires could you imagine that there's a koala, I'm, a t-shirt of a koala bear on fire would have fucking did millions. I'm just going to quickly chime in. This is why you're a fucking genius. Great balls of fire. And you put a photo of a, of a forest fire or something. And I know people can say, oh, that's, that's like very insensitive. It's not a matter of insensitive if it's wrestling. That's the whole point. The whole point of Rhea Ripley is not giving a fuck. The whole point of Judgment Day is not giving a fuck. You, you, were, you were better off doing a a in your house did generation x style fucking pay-per-view than you were just using elimination chamber no elimination chamber shouldn't have never been held there at once not one time you should have sat there and just got a bunch of people from australia to do the matches and go from there this match for me honestly speaking on a scale of one to five was like a 3.5 it was a four it was a run of the mill woman's match a match you would expect you know nothing flashy Got the, you got the point across. You feel me? Like, it was nothing crazy. Are we about the same when it comes to our rating of, of that match? Like, it's about the same, right? It wasn't, it got the job done. It was suffice. It got the job done. It was nothing crazy. Would you agree to that? I would. Okay, there you go. I know you had to unmute yourself there. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, if I would have known that the best match was going to partake in, in, on me going to work while I'm going to work, I would have just called out. Or if anything, I would have just watched it at work, you know, and just been comfortable watching it. I would have just ignored the rest of the card. I will sit here and give flowers. That's all I ever do is just give flowers. I give my acknowledgments, I give my flowers, and that's it. Don't ever in your life do another card like this again. Don't, don't ever in your life sit here and tell me about this is, this is what you do, stories are told, whatever the case is. Because they're not. I know I'm not really speaking much on the match. And I know that's why Angel passed it off to me was to speak on the match. 
But you don't understand that me not speaking on the match at all is a good thing, considering the rest of the card wasn't good. This is one of those scenarios where if nothing, if you don't hear your name, you're doing a good job. This is what this is. If I don't hear, if you do, if you do not, if you're at work and you never hear your name in anything negative at all, that means you're fine. That's what that means. I'm not talking about Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley because it was, a, it did a good job. I hate the fact that their good job had to be tied to a card that was so on the, was so on the woman that it was. That's the part that bothers me. The fact that this card deserved to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah. But it was put on this pay-per-view. So, so I get all that. And there's something else that bothers me. What's that? Remember in his last WWF run, what was the unique nature of how Bret Hart was treated when the WWF traveled? How they traveled? Like, what do you mean? Like, like when the WWF like would travel in North America, what was the great divider about how Bret Hart was perceived? Was that in the United States, he was a heel, right? Because Stone Cold was the babyface everyone wanted to cheer. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, what was Bret Hart? A hero. Exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. WWE made a really egregious booking error last night in how this match was constructed because they booked it as if Rhea Ripley was a babyface. You don't, and this is just my perspective, am I, am I a noted wrestling booker who has been paid you know, throughout his life and can boast a wrestling resume. No, but I, 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 I listen, I have listened to enough smart people. And when I mean smart, I mean people who have worked in it, booked it at the highest of levels. I'm a little upset what you just said there. I'm a little upset because you're, 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 you're not putting, I, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to be delusional of who I am. I, 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 I still lack the whole, delusional. Is not. I, I still lack the whole getting a paycheck for doing this from a major wrestling promotion. Hold on, hold on. Just, just let me get through this soliloquy. Rhea Ripley was always going to be the baby face in her home country. She should be celebrated. She should be celebrated, except where they dropped the ball here. She is, I think we all agree, the leader of the Judgment Day. I think yeah. we all agree if she's not the leader, then the other members of the Judgment Day are just stupid because you want your shining star. You want your diamond out front and center. Rhea Ripley should have entered Australia not as a hero, but as a conqueror. Rhea Ripley should have come in there knowing she's going to get the love. She's like, and you know what? I want her to throw the love back at the audience. Yes, you know, at, at the press event before the Elimination Chamber, as she's coming out, let her soak in all that love. But what should have happened at the press event, what should have happened in the promo of Monday Night Raw right before this event, Rhea Ripley should have said, I'm walking in there, the women's world champion. I am 
not walking out of my home country until I have ripped your spine out of your body. Until I have broken your... She should have turned into fucking Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. She needed to be a conqueror. She needed to display her bloodlust. And I'm not saying this, ignoring the fact that, you know, WWE is very mindful of trying to allow children, that children would be in the audience. I'm not saying she needed to be gruesome. I'm saying this match should not have been booked a 70-30. And what I mean by that is, so back in the day, Evolve Wrestling, you know, they used to have seminars where you could pay and Gabe Sapolsky, you know, you pay a fee, you get to watch the show, but you really get to sit in a seminar and Gabe Sapolsky shares his booking ideologies, right? And I'm not saying Gabe Sapolsky will ever be noted as the world's greatest booker, but the man has been around ECW. He was a big factor in a lot of the successes of, of Ring of Honor. The man is legit. So I was more than happy to, you know, pay for a few seminars. After a while, I got one for free. I didn't pay for too many. Let's put it like that. Especially when we were promoting with them, I didn't have to pay for too many. And, you know, he shared the logic of, like, when you give percentages, it's who gets more offense in, right? Like 70% this person, 30% that person. But it'll be, you know, sometimes you, you, you swing them, and it's the person who got 30% of the offense will actually win. To give you an example, let's think of one of my, my first ever favorite wrestling match of all time, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 8. That match flowed through Roddy Piper giving Bret an ass-whooping of a lifetime. Am I right? Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah. And, and the whole point was Bret was meant to endure that and then outwit Roddy Piper and beat him, which he did. This match was predominantly... Nia Jax. This match flowed through Nia Jax handing Rhea an ass whooping. That kind of logic is to, is designed to get Rhea sympathy. On what fucking planet? Let me let me just say this. On what planet does a specimen, does an athlete, does a badass that looks like Rhea Ripley? On what planet should she ever get sympathy? She's one of the few wrestlers, I don't care what gender you want to identify, that I never want to see weak. I'm sorry. And if that's unfair to every talent that ever works in the ring with her, tough, tough. Just tough. I don't care. I don't care. I never want to see her weak. In the same way that I, as a young man born in the 80s, grew up looking at movie stars, um, was let's just use heroines. I'm going to use the ultimate movie sci-fi heroine. When was Sigourney Weaver ever booked weak in the Alien movies or in Ghostbusters? Never. 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 You know why? Because you saw the toughness and the resilience and pure badassery in her, and you go, absolutely not. She will never be booked weak. And to the men, I mean... Listen, at no point was Rocky ever booked weak. At no point, Stallone never booked weak. Schwarzenegger, well, guess what? Rhea Ripley, I humbly submit to the world that as a wrestler, maybe as someone with a future in acting, should never be booked weak. And I'm not saying super Cena. I'm saying she should never fall victim 
to the dom to being put in a situation where she's being dominated by somebody else. Unless you want to tell me that WWE really wants to get edgy and out of nowhere Brock Lesnar's going to try to to intimidate her, then I'm like, hmm, hmm, we may have something there. Because Brock Lesnar's the only specimen who have ever graced WWE in the time that I've ever watched where I could say, sure, if he wanted to just completely flip a switch and go psychotic, yeah, he could have his way with anybody in a violent manner. So don't ever tell me that this booking, they booked Rhea Ripley as a way to be like, oh yeah, the audience is going to love it. They're going to they're gonna beg and plead for Rhea to get up and win. How dare you? This match should have been booked. You, you really want to surprise people? Book it 80-20 Rhea, where she toys with her and people, you, you know that, I, I forget what cartoon it was where someone's throwing out a beating and somebody in the audience is crying, make it stop. Was it The Simpsons? That was The Simpsons. That was when Homer was crushing the clown. Exactly. That's, that is what should have happened. The Australian people should have been silenced by how dominant their, their person was. Because how are you going to call her the eradicator? But not, like I, I get it. Nia's ties, and again, you're trying to book Rhea as a babyface, so let's get her sympathy. One, why are we booking her as a babyface? She's about to go head-to-head with Becky, and you know automatically you're going to get the dueling chance at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 39 was straight up, everyone was in Rhea's corner against Charlotte, mostly because the fans already knew what Charlotte was about, and they felt it was time to anoint someone new. What do you think's going to happen in Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40? You think we're going to have some big Becky chance? The only way you're getting big Becky chance is if Becky and Rhea agree to do some storyline work up to then where Rhea kind of like pushes Becky's kid down in catering. That's the only way you get people to turn against uh, Rhea Ripley is to get her to do something heinous. And, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. They'll probably do something stupid where, like, Rhea burns uh, Becky's daughter's toys or something or gives her a Rhea Ripley doll, and that pisses Becky off. Fine, whatever. This match was an opportunity to have Rhea clothesline, not even do multiple clotheslines to get Nia down. Every time Rhea wants a clothesline, Nia goes down. Ne- uh, uh, Rhea... Ignoring the ref and just close fist punching Nia over and over and over. This should not have been a, a professional wrestling match. I should be looking forward to a Monday Night Raw where Rhea goes, so how'd you like that public execution I did? And I think you agree with me on this. I think your silence is all the proof I need that that is how this match had to be booked. Lou? I'm here. I'm just. Are, are you in agreement with me? I. It's you know what it is that's that's so frustrating about this is like. First things I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna point something out that makes me very upset with what you said. You said that you have never been paid for wrestling and whatever this that and the third right. The reason why I get so mad about hearing that is because we're I'm never ever ever going to ignore the fact that at one point WWE was taking our ideas away. I'm never going to ignore the fact that at, that at one point they acknowledged that they knew who we were. 
that they said out their mouth, we know, yes, we know who you are. Well, a, a representative of a, the company that, that was asking me questions before Bro, an interview because I, I did. The fact I did that a representative a, knows knows who you I are. I know, I know, but like I, they I, know did, I did apply to work there. You did apply to work there, but this was after years, and I mean years, of them taking our ideas. You know how I know they were taking our ideas? Because we had, a, in the previous show, we just kept talking that. And now people sit here and say, oh, well, you guys are just hallucinating. The moment they acknowledge that, like, yes, we've heard of you before, already told me enough of, oh, well, fuck you guys then, right? That's what that told me. It, I, I don't care if you could sit here and say, like, oh, but we never took money from them. At the end of the fucking day, if, is it, I don't know if it's because we have a new show and they think that we just died off or something, that we got Hillary or whatever the case is. But my main issue, and I'm going to have this issue, is it's not hard to keep good booking. It isn't hard. It isn't hard when you have talent, as I mentioned before, that's going to do it for you. Like, you have talent that can do it for you. So, so to sit here and try to make Rhea face, why? For what reason? What? Because it's because it's in, 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 in Australia? That's the only reason why? That can't be the only reason why you want to make her face. It can't be. There has to be more to it. No, you, call, you, 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 you called it. You called it safe. You called it safe. Somebody said, what's the safest thing we can do to let the crowd leave happy? And it's, well, let's not book Rhea as a heel. No, no. Lean into the fact that, in North, that around the world she should be viewed as a villain except where she's from. You know why? Think of every evil person who ever existed where they hated in their hometown nine times out of ten no i rest my case but but i, 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 but I, I wasn't i wasn't disagreeing with you with that no 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 i'm i'm saying this to the audience if, if anybody listening wants to dispute hey you know you, you're going a bit too far with having Rhea completely dominate naya no i'm not you know why because if your plan all along was Rhea and becky what does it matter what you do with naya at WrestleMania. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Nia's probably going to win a battle royal at WrestleMania. For I don't know who, reason. because the moolah doesn't exist anymore. So they'll, they'll bring it back. The WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale. Yeah. You the know? May Young Classic, which should, they should bring back. Talking about fucking it needs to come back. That should come back. Yeah. It's just, you know what it is? Okay, so my whole thing is this, right? I feel like what what made wrestling so entertaining back in the day, story story wise, right? Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation earlier in the day. This was in a private conversation. We spoke about how um, not too long ago, uh, I, IWF was basically getting mad at Shawn Michaels because he was no longer recruiting independent wrestlers, but he was recruiting athletes, right? And honestly speaking, it's been it's been pending. It's been, honestly, in my opinion, it's been panning out very well. It's been working. Uh, a lot more athleticism. The problem is, and this is the big issue that I have, is they no wrestler, and I mean no wrestler, seems to have the passion that guys, women and men and women before had for wrestling. And when I say that, I mean the dedication that like Mark Henry had in dating Mae Young, <laughs> the dedication. That like when Sandman was blinded at one ECW show, and that he had his wife f- open the door for him in oh real life. Oh my god! The yeah, the fact that, that the fact that yeah he he agreed to stay at home and really live that. Yeah, 
That that's a that's an amazing like, example. And you and you want to sit here and not you, but like W wants to sit here and say, "Well, we're working with what we got." No, you're not. You're not working with what you got because you're not working anything. You're not doing anything. For in, in what universe have we ever done where WWE turned a face into a heel in the middle but, of their heel but, run? But, in but the middle know, of it. Yeah. Because no. Yokozuna was a heel everywhere. It didn't matter where they were. Even mm -hmm. when he was in quote-unquote Japan, as even though he's a, he's a Samoan, even when he was in quote-unquote Japan, he was still a heel. So what, what changes now? What like Taz, no matter where he is, once he goes to Brooklyn, he's he's a he's that's it. Once he's in Brooklyn, he's he's getting cheered. That's it. Brooklyn, Philadelphia is getting cheered. That's not yeah. even a question. So yeah. why change that? Why do these things? Just so the judgment day is face? No, or is it the judgment day minus Dominic, but plus Rhea, but also like negative Finn, but plus D Damian Pre like how does that like Look, it's, you can't do that? It's weird because the I mean everyone knows if you're in Chicago, don't expect anybody to boo CM Punk. Right? Oh, like yeah. apparently if you're, every, if you're in Massachusetts, no one's gonna boo John Cena. Yeah, no, no one's gonna no, no. Even at the time where Cena sucks, they I'll, I'll give him credit. They, for the most part, held strong with him. Same thing, Edge in Toronto, go for it. Um, it, it. As much as I wanted to shit on the two chamber matches, this is why I wanted you and I to have this the prime discussion on this match because we see all the great things they've done with Rhea up until this point, and. I, I like what was the benefit of giving Nia some shine? I don't I don't get it. She's she's not going to be your women's world heavyweight champion anytime or, soon. Unless some unless a fucking major incident happens and even then I'll just say give it to one of the fucking new girls before you give it to fucking Nia. I I I would too. I would too. So it's bizarre. It's a, a bummer. I I don't think anyone I don't think anyone ever really wants to again devote time out of their day because time is money and say, wow, I really feel like I lost and wasted those hours. Um, but we did. But we did, even though nobody in my house was up and I, I got to just, I was going to be up early in the morning anyway. It's still a bummer because I could have gone outside, gone to the gym early. You could have got two more hours of sleep. Eh. Eh. I think the productive side of me would have rather had gone to the gym. <sighs> and then you take into account that after I pick my son up from being at grandma's, I had to watch the whole event over again as if I was watching it for the first time. Not slowly seething. So, so the best part was he wanted to go to the bathroom after the women's chamber, so I completely glossed over the tag match and the Grayson Waller segment. So I at least saved myself 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, and, and I, I hope you as our audience, I hope you don't feel like, oh man, these guys were so negative. When you care about, again, like we grew up with this content, it, it's, it's just who we are and what we love. And don't say we were sucks. negative. Don't say we were negative when we gave flowers. Okay, gave fine, flowers. fine. When you are accurate about shit. Not even accurate because look, the thing is, to be fair, we admitted that the women's match was the best match of the night. We admitted that, like, you know, there was flaws and there was positive and there was there was negatives and there was the, we we're gonna discuss what we hate. No one's ever gonna bat a, a thousand. But my issue is, is people pretending that it was a good fucking card. It was not a good card. It was a good match with with, with okay things. Not every WrestleMania is gonna be perfect. 
just like I assume not every every card is gonna be good, but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it was a good card. It was not a good card. Four matches in a fucking interview. Four matches in an interview for a card. Really? Of this magnitude? And I understand the Elimination Chamber, you're not really expecting much, but it's still the you're in you're literally in fucking Australia. Like this is this is how you this is this is how you plan on carrying it. You, you get what I'm saying? Like that's what bothers me so much. Like you know what's something I learned from like an ex-girlfriend a long time ago? Like a long, long time ago. Wow. We used to partake in in in, in uh multi-people ways, right? Three ways, whatever the case is, right? You know what she always told me? What? She loved me. Her exact this okay, I'm gonna say exactly what she says. Babe, I love you and I never wanna lose you. But if you don't put your best foot effort out there and not embarrass me, I'll be happy with you. She was more concerned about me bringing my best foot forward to somebody new than anything else. And I feel like with WWE, you going to Australia in the biggest fucking arena you've done in a long time, because let's call it for this. That's a that's a big one for Elimination Chamber. This isn't this is one of none of the majors. This is just this is just a a run of the mill pay per view. Yeah. And the fact that you basically was like yeah, like that's what you did. That's it was in yeah. It was in yeah. It was in. It was in. It was in. It was it was in. I literally like if everything that took place was like a normal SmackDown. Matter of fact, not even the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber was better than that. Oof, that's this rough because that was pre-taped. Oof, yeah. stiff. That's stiff. You know what? I'm gonna say it's better because Braun Breaker getting to squash somebody did look good. Yeah, everyone who stayed home was the ones that didn't have to. But, but shout outs to Drew McIntyre. Shout outs to um, uh, Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax. And for everyone listening, we're going to end the episode here. We love you too. Get ready because uh, later in the week we'll be dropping another episode. This is just the, you know, the afterglow or aftermath of Elimination Chambert. So bye-bye, y'all. <laughs> bye-bye.